Welcome to my IELTS classroom, the podcast where two ex-examiners talk all things IELTS. I'm Shelley Cornick. And I'm Nick Long. And today we are having a deep dive into headings match questions. What type of information do headings usually target? What can you do if you don't understand a word in a heading? And how can you learn to interact with the headings better? Hello, Nick. Hello, good morning. Or good afternoon, sorry already. I'm all right. Got my Charlie boy sleeping next to me. (laughs) He's got to be near his dad, hasn't he? Mm -hmm. He doesn't like to leave me alone. (laughs) It's <laughs> very nice. Um, have you had a good week? Yeah, it's been good. It was very busy last week, actually. Lots of work, which is nice. And then mm-hmm. I spent the weekend uh, enjoying the first week of the English football season. Football's back. Mm. Not a great week, though, for you. Was Not for it? me. No, it was terrible. We lost 5 1, but. <laughs> but still. <laughs> but still. You can watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm continuing in my English Odyssey. I still, unfortunately, haven't really left the place where I'm staying mm-hmm. because my test result. Literally this morning came through. It should have come through on Saturday. I should have been released into the UK. But unfortunately, thanks to our postal system, (laughs) I had to wait a bit longer. But as of today, I'm officially allowed to go back out into the fresh air of England. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, start doing the the boring things like trying to find somewhere to live and all of that stuff, which is always horrible, isn't it? It's not easy. It's It's a lot of stress, to be honest. Yeah, but hopefully... Hopefully, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay positive. Mm. In the next couple of weeks, I can find somewhere good to stay, and uh, yeah, bring over the rest of my stuff. Once it's done, it's done. You don't have to worry about it, it anymore. Mm-hmm. And what I have discovered is that I cope much better when I'm actually doing things mm. than when I'm just thinking about doing. That's true. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you know, at least when I'm here, I can actually call people chat mm-hmm. to people, yep. start doing stuff rather than just thinking about it because that's what makes me stress is the thought. So talking about doing stuff, mm. today's lesson, I am excited about it. I'm a li- little bit apprehensive about it, Nick, because what I've tried to do is I've tried to take headings to the next level. <laughs> right? So you and I did a headings match Lesson. I can't even remember when that episode was. It was a long time. It was maybe about a year ago, and it was about the um, the town in Siberia, Oymyakon. That is right. Okay, Okimayakon or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. So we already have, ladies and gentlemen, an excellent lesson about headings. Mm-hmm. So if you are relatively new to the My Arts Classroom podcast, and you are looking for a great introduction into the kind of system of or or the best way to approach headings match questions i think you'd be have be better now to honestly pause this episode go to our blog which is blog.myieltsclassroom.com i think you can also get there by podcast.myieltsclassroom.com click at the top on reading and just scroll down until you find the original headings match episode because in that we go through um basically a step-by-step guide as you know, how to approach these types of questions best. Um, that's not what we're doing here today, all right? What I want to do today is I want to take you the next step further. So if you are a student who knows how to approach headings match questions well, but are still struggling with headings because you find it difficult to really understand how the heading summarizes, or you may be struggling to understand particular words in the headings, this is the lesson for you. We're going to go that one step deeper, so to speak, <laughs> to try and help you. Now, maybe though, Nick, before we do that, you know, just as a really quick reminder for people. So mm-hmm. this is not a replacement for the original episode, but in general, the way we, you know, you and I both teach intensive courses mm-hmm. as part of my arts classroom. So, you know, when we teach headings, what is the strategy that we advise our students to take with headings? We advise them to make predictions before they start reading the text. Exactly. Right. So we would recommend before you start reading, have a read of all of the headings. Mm -hmm. Well, number one, look at the title of the text so you know the general topic. Interestingly, I had a live lesson this morning Mm -hmm. with my academic students. We looked at headings. So it was a uh, the text was I'll tell you the heading. It it said um, 
making every drop count. Mm. And there was a photograph of a tap. So if you read the heading, mm-hmm. making every drop count, and there was a he- and there was a photo of a tap, mm-hmm. what do you think the main topic of that reading would be? Saving water. Exactly, mm-hmm. right? So always read the heading. If there are pictures there to help you, that's for a reason, right? Use the pictures. Understand what the main topic is. Then work through, have a look at all of the headings in the box and just basically think, if there was a paragraph with this heading, what could I logically mm-hmm. expect to read in that paragraph? So I'm trying to think or remember one of the headings that we had this morning. Uh, one of the headings was a surprising fall in water use. Mm-hmm. So what would you expect to read if there was a paragraph with that heading? Probably some period or point in time when water usage decreased for yeah. for some reason, um, some explanation of why this happened. And it was unexpected because it was a surprising. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think there was definitely an unexpectedness mm-hmm. to that answer. So the reason we ask you to read the questions first, you know, to begin with, they're the only type of question in the IELTS exam where the questions are given to you before the passage. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's IELTS trying to give you a big clue. Hey, maybe you want to read these before you start reading. The, the reason we ask our students to read the headings and to make predictions is that by doing that, you've already interacted with the text in a way before you've started to read. So mm-hmm. as you start reading, you know, if you've made predictions about what you expect to read, very often, you know, within the first one or two lines in a paragraph, you will say, oh, Oh, okay, wait a minute. This is the paragraph which matches that heading, which I already predicted. There were some in that reading this morning which were totally like that. There was one about, um, it's about health benefits or no, uh, health problems, Mm -hmm. you know. And as soon as the students started reading that problem and it started talking about, you know, issues with poor water and the health issues, they immediately knew, okay, this is the heading. So the way we recommend to, um, to attempt these, as Nick said, we make predictions before we start reading And then, really importantly, we read all of the paragraphs. Now, you don't always have to read the whole paragraph. You might, if you're lucky, be able to match the heading from the first sentence, but you are not always going to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And the advice which, you know, the very common advice of read the first line of the paragraph, read the last line of the paragraph, (laughs) then match the heading. No. No. (laughs) <laughs> we talk about this a lot in the previous episode it just does not work and 90% of the time when students say to me I've got problems with headings they actually don't have problems with headings they just have problems because they're not reading and once mm-hmm. they start reading the whole paragraph suddenly they're able to understand what the heading is so if you think that's going to take too long well then you need to understand how to read once and read well which is another technique which I don't know if we've ever done a podcast episode. We've not done a podcast about it, no. No. Well, I've, I sort of think that, you know, there are some things. We're very open, right? I, I We share a lot of information on this podcast, which most people mm-hmm. would expect to have some sort of payment for, right? They would put it behind a paywall or inside like a secret course. We don't do that. Um, but I do think the read once, read well, would be a very difficult thing for us to teach in a podcast, podcast, yeah, it would be hard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's something you have to sort of like understand all of the question types, what's quick, what's slow. But if, you know, if you have problems with time, we can definitely help you with that. Come and join, you know, we have live lessons every week which teach Read Once, Read Well. Mm-hmm. We have intensive courses. The live lessons are part of our writing course. The intensive course are an extra. We've got those. But very, very simply, for most headings match questions, you are there's no way around it. You are going to have to read the whole paragraph Mm -hmm. in order to match it, particularly if you're an academic student. So that's the basic technique, right? We read the headings, we make predictions, then we start reading and we are prepared to read the whole paragraph if necessary in order to match, Mm -hmm. all right? So that's what we've taught in the past. What I want to look at today then, Nick, is, you know, I've had a lot of students recently who've said to me, I really struggle understanding the headings. And I think that's, you know, a big thing. Like, you know, these headings, you and I, when we read them, because we are blessed by being native speakers, <laughs> we, you know, we read the heading, we understand what 
the summary basically means for the heading, don't we? Yeah. But I think for a lot of students, the language of headings is quite complicated. Um, and I think even understanding the meaning of the heading is sometimes what stops students being able to match it. It's just because they, underst- they can understand the text, mm-hmm. but they, they, they may not actually understand what actually the heading means. Yeah. So what I want us to do today is I want us to, this is, what, this is what I mean by a deep dive into headings. I want us to start breaking down some of the headings or to start thinking, you know, if you read a particular heading, what type of information are you actually looking for? Mm-hmm. So that's where we're going to start. So I can't believe I'm going to say this because it makes me sound like a very sad person. <laughs> you, you know, listeners, you may think, God, Shelley doesn't have much in her life. That's the truth. <laughs> I probably need a hobby, right? But what I did last week was... I went through, now I'm not going to say every Cambridge book because I started with book six. Mm -hmm. But I started from book six and I went through every Cambridge book and I typed out every single heading in every single book. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Like I said, probably should be doing better things with my life at this age. But that's what I did. And the reason I actually physically typed them was I, I sort of felt like, you know, the more headings I typed, the more I started to see patterns, mm-hmm. like words that are often used, yep. things that they check for. Um, and actually, for me, it was really beneficial. So I've now got a list of every single heading in the IELTS books. What I realized was, as I went through headings, I started to see some patterns. And I realized that most of the headings ask you to look for the same 12 types of information. Mm-hmm. All right. So... Um, I am going to send you these in the chat, Nick. Okay. If you are a listener, unfortunately, you're not going to be able to look in our Skype chat. But what (laughs) you can do is go to the blog post for this lesson, right? And you're going to be able to see this list of the themes, the common themes of the headings, Mm -hmm. right? So I think that here they are, okay? Lots of um, headings ask you to look for a description of something. Right. Some ask you to look for an opinion. Some ask you to look for a comparison. Some focus on cause and effect. Some focus on change. Some focus only on problems. Mm -hmm. Some focus on only solutions. Some headings talk about predictions for the future. Some headings talk about a description of the past, basically. Some headings ask or focus on reasons for something. Some focus on advantages. And the last one, which is common, is research. So it might be a heading which, you know, is looking for you to identify some kind of research. Mm -hmm. So those are... Now, I'm not saying that these are the only topics, right? But these are the common sort of types of language Mm. that IELTS is asking you to identify with the heading, which makes sense, right? Because when I look at this list, yeah describing something, giving an opinion, making comparisons, describing cause and effect or change or problems and solutions, reasons, advantages. What's the first thing you think of when you look at that list of words, Nick? Very similar to writing questions. Exactly. And speaking questions. (laughs) When you look at this, my brain is like, oh, it's all the essays that we write, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. problem, solution, predictions, advantages. Mm -hmm. Exactly as you said, when we're asking, particularly part three, speaking questions, Mm -hmm. right? You know, can you compare this? You know, what can you describe? Can you identify? It's exactly the same thing. Why do you think it's the same thing? Because they're different functions of English, aren't they? I guess. Because it's all just academic English. Like there is, you know, if you're writing something in academic English, there is a limited amount of things that Mm -hmm. you are asked to do, right? You know, and so basically, you know, it is... We are doing the same things in the IELTS exam, mm-hmm. in the reading, in the listening, in the speaking, in the writing. Yep. So to help you understand this, um, oh, by the way, for subscribers of my IELTS classroom, I've actually made a whole new reading lesson, which we're going to start, we'll probably do it next week, where we'll have completely different examples of this, mm. all right? So you're going to have new things. So, But what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a heading, okay? okay? And your job is to tell me, Mm. if you can, which of these types of language is this heading asking you to find or which would it match to? All right. Okay. So um, let's start. Okay. Let's start 
with what I think might, might be relative easy. Okay, right? thanks. <laughs> now, I have to say, these, these headings come from different texts, mm. right? So they're not all about one text. Yeah, yeah. They come from just a complete mixture, okay? So okay. the first heading, why our sense of smell is not appreciated. That's going to be, hmm, okay. I was going to say reasons, but it might not be. Yeah. Yeah? I think it's reasons, It might, yeah. it might not why be an opinion. Our... Well, it could be an opinion, but I would say if you if it's if you got heading, if you got the question why, why sense yeah, of smell, yeah, it's not appreciated. Mm-hmm. I would say inside that paragraph, you should be looking for mm-hmm. at least one reason mm-hmm. why we do not appreciate our sense of smell. Good. Okay. So the reason, you know, obviously you don't have to identify what you know. That's not part of you don't get points for identifying <laughs> the reason. Um, the, the the function that you're looking mm. for. But if you know what you're looking for, if you know that you're looking for reasons, that's going to make your search much yeah, easier, right? definitely. Because you're going to mm-hmm. start looking for it. Okay. Um, next one. How a global challenge was met? Um, solution. Definitely a solution, right? How a global challenge was met, mm-hmm. your brain should be thinking, okay, if a challenge was met, that means a problem was solved. Mm-hmm. So that paragraph would be a solution to a problem in the past. In though. the past, yeah. mm-hmm. exactly right. So you've often got to think about time. Mm-hmm. Well done. Okay. Um, what about this one? A healthier choice of food. Comparison. Definitely comparison. So mm-hmm. what would be in that paragraph if it's a healthier choice of food? There's going to be one type of food that's healthy and one that's not. Exactly. So I would be looking here. I'd be thinking, okay, I'm not just looking for a healthy food. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for them making some comparisons between other types of food, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So we've got to focus on the comparisons. Okay, good. We're three for three. Um, a fresh and important long-term goal. A fresh and important long-term goal. Mm-hmm. Mm, that one's a bit trickier. Um, I guess that's connected with food still. Fresh goal. Fresh oh, I don't know. I think I just think a fresh and important. I think fresh here means new, mm. long term goal. Okay, that, a long term goal. What 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 does a long term goal? Well, that's, mean? I mean, that's future, obviously, isn't it? Yeah. But, okay. Yeah. Let's go with that prediction of future. I think definitely anything which talks about a long term goal. Yeah. That would be a paragraph which talks about like something about the future, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Good. All right. Um, what about initial improvements in mobility and transport modes? Initial improvements, past. Initial improvements, past. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, quite often, these headings ask you to really think about time. Mm-hmm. So initial improvements, what would we expect to read if it says initial improvements? Probably talk about some improvements that have been made already. Have been made already and maybe with the very first improvements Mm -hmm. that were made. Yeah, so I think, you know, understanding those time words can make a really big difference. All right, we're halfway through, Nick. You're doing good. Um, Next one. Difficulty in recognising the economic effects of tourism. Problem. It is a problem, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Difficulty mm-hmm. in recognising the economic effects. So that would be a paragraph, not just about the economic effects of tourism, mm-hmm. but the problem for us understanding. The economic effects. The economic yeah. effects. Yeah. Great. Okay. Um, conflicting views mm-hmm. of the three-wave theory based on non-genetic evidence. <sighs> okay, that's a headache. Conflicting views. <laughs> Um, so maybe that was two possible answers. I think here, maybe comparison, maybe research. Oh, it could be. I was thinking actually it was opinion or opinion. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause I guess, no, but you're right. Cause I guess conflicting views based on non-genetic evidence actually might be about research. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. But I would say definitely lots of these headings I notice um, can fit more than one. Yeah. They can fit more than one. And also a lot of them really target Mm. people's opinions, right? Mm -hmm. So they like to use the word views. Mm -hmm. So if it's conflicting views, what would we be looking for? People who don't agree about something. 
people who don't agree. Yeah. Right? So you'd have some description of, you know, you know, this group of scientists think this, mm-hmm. but others disagree. Mm-hmm. The other word they use is attitudes. Mm-hmm. So it's not views, but it can be conflicting views or conflicting attitudes. They, they are telling you you're looking for people's opinions yeah. on a topic, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they often talk about agreement mm-hmm. or disagreement in the headings. There was a word recently, actually last week on um, Friday, it wasn't a headings question, we were doing a matching sentence ending question. They used the word concur. Mm. Scientists rarely concur mm. good, about good something. Synonym. That is a difficult word, isn't it? Yeah. What does it mean if you concur? Agree. It means that you agree. Mm-hmm. So that would be a good word for people to remember. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... You know, if you've got anything about, you know, conflicting views, opinions or attitudes, that should tell you that paragraph is going to contain people's opinions. And people won't agree if it's conflicting. Yeah. And, you know, are they are you told that there's agreement? Mm-hmm. Is there disagreement? Focus on that as well. OK, that's that was a difficult one. So let's go a bit easier. The positive side of drugs promotion. Advantages. That would be an advantages. Right. So that would be a, probably a nice, easy one to look for, mm-hmm. wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So you'd be looking for a paragraph that talks about why drug promotion can, or is a good thing. Um, all right. Increases mm-hmm. in travelling time. Cause and effect, maybe? It could be cause and effect, yeah. It could also just be change. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, but no, but you're right, because I had change, because if it says increases in travelling time... Mm-hmm. Something was different not- in the in the... Well, yeah, something caused that to increase. Right. Yeah. So you're not just looking for long travelling times. Mm-hmm. You're looking for travelling times which have got longer. Which were different in the past and now. Yeah. yeah. And as Nick said, that, that, that paragraph very may well. Have an effect, cause tell, and effect. Mm-hmm. T- tell you why mm-hmm. they've increased. But if it right? doesn't, but then it's obviously a change, just a change, yeah. It's just a change. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. So, you know, the idea of identifying, all we're trying to do is just think about what type of information am I looking for, mm-hmm. basically. Yep. And the more you can think about that, the better. So if you're thinking, okay, increases, that's about a change. It may also be, you know, the cause of the change. Mm-hmm. So because the effect would be the increases, that's good. Okay, good. Um, okay, Evidence that a certain approach can have more disadvantages than advantages. I guess research again, if it's evidence. This one is the research one mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. So I would say, you know, if it says evidence, what would be another synonym of evidence? Proof. Begin- proof. Yeah. IELTS likes both of those words. Mm-hmm. So if it says evidence or proof... Mm. What type of information would be we be really looking for in a paragraph to match with that heading? Statistics, I would say, usually. Numbers. Some t- mm-hmm. some type of statistics, mm-hmm. definitely. Or some actual, you know, Nick and I hate examples in IELTS essays, which are like, recent research from Southampton University. Studies from like, Oxford show. <laughs> yeah. In an essay, horrific. Mm-hmm. In a reading where... Yeah. It's a genuine example, right? That is the type of thing that I would be looking for for evidence. I would be looking for a specific piece of research. I'd be looking for um, some sort of numbers. It's not just a claim by a person. It is something that they have discovered Mm -hmm. or found which can actually prove that there are more advantages than disadvantages. All right, Nick, we're doing good. We've only got two left. Ready? Alternative sources of essential supplies. Alternative sources of potential supplies. Of essential supplies. Sorry, essential supplies. Description. I think a lot of these headings, yeah, that paragraph would just be, wouldn't it, a description. Of where you can buy alternative, uh, where you can buy supplies. Mm Mm-hmm different supplies Mm -hmm. so a lot of IELTS headings are like this they are just descriptions I think those ones should be maybe the easiest Mm -hmm. to identify because you're not thinking about causes effects predictions the past it is just is this paragraph describing where we can get Mm -hmm. essential supplies yes that is what we've got okay brilliant so there's one left if you've been playing at home, you may realise on your list there's only one left, so you know the answer. But the last one is higher incomes 
need not mean more cars. Higher incomes need not mean more cars. I guess we haven't done cause and effect yet, so. It's cause and effect, <laughs> isn't it, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So this question is clearly asking you, what is the relationship between higher incomes and more cars and the, and the number of cars mm. on the road? And if this is the paragraph, the paragraph will actually tell us just because people earn more money, it doesn't mean mm-hmm. there are more cars on the road. Yep. So, you know, I would say as... I don't even think it's about being a native speaker, Nick. I just think that I've been teaching academic English for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the you know the type of lessons I used to teach when I was teaching in an English for Academic Purposes centre at university. You know, now we're teaching specifically for IELTS, but there we were just teaching academic English skills that are going to help students when they get to university. And one of the key things we used to teach was function of language what is the writer doing right are they describing are they comparing are they giving a solution in a way so you know when I read these headings I just automatically understand okay if I read why our sense of smell is not appreciated you know that's a reason Mm -hmm. I'm going to be looking for reasons right if I read alternative sources of essential supplies it's just a description Mm -hmm. I'm encouraging you listeners to start doing this because the more you interact with the text, the better the chance you've got of really matching the summary. Because the summary is really just saying what is the writer doing yep. in mm-hmm. this paragraph. So if you know, oh, the writer's given me reasons, boom, you're going to match it. Or the writer's talking about the initial history, the very first steps, mm-hmm. right? Okay, boom, that's the paragraph. Start really trying to understand the type of language you would expect to find in each paragraph, mm-hmm. all right? I think this is really important if you want to go that next step. Good. Well done, Nick. Gold star. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For a Monday morning, you're doing a good job. All right. So they're the functions of language. I do, I, And I think that you should be able to, um, to recognize those. The barrier, though, I think for some headings match questions is that sometimes in the headings, they use a particular word which you may not understand. Mm-hmm. So if you have got, you know, a heading with a word you don't understand, Nick, what can you do? Well, I guess in that situation, you've got other words which you should understand. You could try to guess the meaning of the word, I suppose. Yeah, Um, you could. And I suppose, I'm not sure, to be honest. (laughs) Well, no, I think you're not sure because I I, I think... There's not really much you can do, is there? If you don't know the word, you don't know the word. There's not much you can do. If you don't know, essentially, if you don't know the word in the heading, mm-hmm. you're kind of in a bad However, situation. However, you can, I suppose you can use the other words to help you because if you have why, then you know it's going to be a reason. If you have the yeah. past tense, you're probably going to be looking for something in the past. If you have a comparative adjective. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely try to use your logic. Yeah. Um, and you should try to do that. It might also be that, you know, you read the paragraph and you know that none of the other headings match. So it's probably the heading you don't understand. Mm. But well, you do get given really extra ones, though, don't you, I suppose, sometimes? Yeah. I mean, I just think for headings, if if there's a couple of words you don't understand, and also every word in a heading mm-hmm. is pretty important, really. Like, you know, a change of a word could definitely change the main idea, mm-hmm. right? So as I was journeying (laughs) through all of the headings I started picking out headings which I felt included a difficult word or a word that some students may not understand Mm -hmm. now this is not all of the list Mm. right I think the list I made of difficult words I think there were 36 headings (laughs) that I thought contained Mm -hmm. you know if you're a b1 student you're probably not listening (laughs) um to this podcast anyway but if you're a b1 student you can have many more on the list but i thought these were headings that could be difficult for b2 students or even c1 students maybe so i've picked out how many have i got here nick i don't know actually let's have a look oh i have picked out 15 headings Mm. right we're going to go through those 15 relatively quickly Mm -hmm. so if you're listening at home i'm going to read the heading Nick, I'm going to ask you to tell me which words, why, which words do you think I think are difficult, right? So you're going to tell me what I think, uh, why do you think I've picked out this particular heading? Okay. And then we will explain the meaning of the difficult Put words. Put me on the spot all right? now. 
again. I've, <laughs> it's my favourite thing to do. Okay, so heading number one, mm-hmm. alarm caused by unprecedented events in the Arctic. What do you think is the difficult word or alarm. words there? Not unprecedented. Oh, you think? <laughs> I guess it's unprecedented, I suppose. I think it's unprecedented, <laughs> but it could also be alarm, right? So, well, no, let's so alarm caused by unprecedented events in the Arctic. So what are unprecedented events? Things that have never happened before. Things that have never happened before, mm-hmm. exactly. So you would be looking for a paragraph which talks about things that have never happened before. Mm-hmm. My guess, if it's about the Arctic, is that, you know, icebergs are melting. Probably. Like never before. Mm -hmm. If it says alarm caused then by the unprecedented events, what else would be in that paragraph? People worrying about something. It would be something about concern, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. People are worried about these new events. But definitely, I think for many students, unprecedented events would be really tough. Mm -hmm. All right. Maybe not quite as difficult, but a very common word. Economic arguments fail to persuade. I guess to persuade. Yeah, fail to persuade. Fail to persuade. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so if we say that arguments fail to persuade, what would that mean? What would we be looking for? Weak arguments, not very strong. Yes. Mm -hmm. So persuade is when somebody, you know, you are... I always hate describing, when we're doing reporting verbs, Mm -hmm. I hate describing the word persuade. But I guess a persuasive argument is one which will get other people to change their minds, won't they? Or to Mm -hmm. believe it. A strong argument. A strong argument. So we're Mm -hmm. looking here for economic arguments which are not strong, Mm -hmm. right? They don't persuade people. Now, this one may seem simple. The high cost of research. Mm -hmm. I have noticed that IELTS love the high cost. That is something mm-hmm. that has been repeated in many headings, right? Mm-hmm. If, I, if we talk about the high cost of research, what could the high cost actually refer to? Well, I think in this one, we're not talking about money. Right. Most students are going to think it's money, mm-hmm. right? High cost. So we talk about cost like it's price. Mm-hmm. But what could the high cost refer to? Mental health. Yes. It could be any negative basically Mm -hmm. or any problem that is caused by Mm -hmm. the research so if it says if you've got any heading that says the high cost don't automatically look for money yeah look for a description of something negative that has happened Mm -hmm. as a result so here it would be as a result of the the research so it could be the mental health of the participants Mm -hmm. i don't know maybe the research destroyed some forest that is the high cost (laughs) of the research I don't know. All right, number four. Scientists call for a revision of policy. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure which word you're targeting here. I would say, what does revision mean in this context? Because um, we know about revision I for suppose, an exam. I suppose, yeah, to, to make a change, to change it. Yeah. yeah to so, change the policy. Okay. Yeah. yeah, a revision of policy here means a change of policy. Mm-hmm. I think revision is quite tricky there. In this context, so that, yeah, different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that paragraph, you would already have a policy, mm-hmm. but you're going to be looking for scientists who want to change an existing policy in yep. some way. Yeah. Um, okay. Irrigation systems fall into disuse. Disuse. Or yeah. fall into disuse. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what does it mean, fall into disuse? Um, they just haven't been repaired for a long time and they stopped working. Yeah, so fall into, I guess, means become in a yeah. way. Mm-hmm. And disuse means no longer used. Mm-hmm. So that paragraph would be about some irrigation systems mm-hmm. we had in the past. And but now we o- don't. Yeah, and over time. It's a change paragraph. It is a change <laughs> paragraph, Nick. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. All right. Addressing the concern mm-hmm. over increasing populations. Addressing the concern? Yeah, because that is a complicated way. What does it, if you say we're addressing the concern about something, what are we really saying? It's kind of like solution, isn't it? Yeah, it's a way of saying, you know. Solving. Solving. Mm-hmm. But rather than saying solving in the, the, the concern over increasing population, they've said addressing the concern, mm-hmm. I think, just to make it more complicated, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now I like this one. Long-standing questions long-standing about prehistoric migration long-standing right so what is a long-standing question <laughs> long-standing question it's been 
a question that uh, a question that hasn't had an answer for a very long time. Exactly. Or has ha, was asked a long time ago, and we still don't have an answer today. Exactly. So mm-hmm. when you and I read that, we know we're not just looking about a question or doubts mm-hmm. about prehistoric migration. We're looking like exactly as you just said, some question that's been asked for a long time mm-hmm. that we can't. Is that the, is that from the the one about South America? I can't. Yes, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The Very first good. people in South America. You see, yeah, I'm learning exactly the books now. <laughs> exactly. Okay, now in the same text, you've got, so not long-standing questions, mm-hmm. but just questions about the causes mm. of prehistoric migration. So they could look very similar to students, yeah. couldn't mm-hmm. they? So long-standing questions about prehistoric migration. Mm-hmm. How is that different to questions about the causes of prehistoric migration? Well, the focus is on a completely different thing here. Yeah. So long, as we said before, long-standing questions, it's about we don't know where these people came from. Mm-hmm. And we we, ne- we never did and we still don't. Mm-hmm. Whereas the second one is more about um, looking at the causes yeah, of why the- people migrated to a different place. Mm-hmm. So it's really the focus. In the second one, it's the focus on the cause, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And like, what was the cause? Maybe we don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, so number nine, this is a a question we use in the um, intensive course. Aviation disaster prompts (laughs) action. Mm -hmm. Prompts action. Yeah. Students, hardly in the most... What does it mean if something prompts action? Again, it's a change. It's like a cause and effect word, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like this happened, the aviation accident happened... Yeah. And then a change or something changed because of that. It, mm-hmm. Exactly, right? So the disaster caused or initiated some type of action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. All right, now this is another really popular uh, word for IELTS test writers. Two, coincidental developments. Coincidental. Yeah, was, what is something that's coincidental? What does that word mean? They, they happened at the same time. Yeah, you've got two developments here mm-hmm. that happened at the same time. Probably without in, knowledge of each other, independently. Importantly, they are independent, mm-hmm. right? That's what coincidental means. So two things happen at the same time, but they are not connected. It's in just luck, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you get the word coincidental in a heading, it is definitely a heading for something, mm-hmm. right? Now, this is another good heading, an oversimplified view. What's an oversimplified view? simpler than it should be yes so that paragraph what would be in that paragraph probably probably somebody explaining that here is the um the data that we've got yeah um and here are the conclusions but the conclusions are too simple we need to look in more detail yeah exactly so Mm -hmm. i would say for me probably when i read that it's probably you know, it's probably a belief that people have mm-hmm. about something, but that belief is way too simple. You know, yeah. the, the truth is much more complicated mm-hmm. than what people think. Okay, now this is a really good one. Background to middle years education in Japan. What does background mean background, in that sentence? Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, some it's about the past definitely yes yes and it's a yeah it's like the sort of foundations maybe you could say why middle years education is the way it is perhaps yeah i would say it's some sort of context i guess Mm -hmm. or some sort of description if you if you're looking for the background you'd be looking for some sort of like you say description of the past Mm -hmm. maybe how it started Mm -hmm. The context, really, for middle years education. But you're definitely looking for something in the past. Mm-hmm. All right, now this is another one which students struggle with. Likelihood mm-hmm. of life on other planets. Likelihood. Is, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. What does likelihood mean there? Um, the possibility. Yeah. Literally, the possibility or the probability mm-hmm. of life on other planets. So if I if that says likelihood of life on other planets... I'd be looking for some information, you know, how likely or how possible is mm-hmm. it? It doesn't that... mean it is likely. Right. It but just... is it mm-hmm. like a 5% chance that mm-hmm. there's life on other planets? Is it a really, you know, tiny percentage? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Another classic one, assumptions mm. underline the research for extraterrestrial intelligence. 
what is an assumption? A bit like, a bit like, what's the word? Persuasion. I hate describing the word assumptions. How would you do it? Assumption, it's what people think, but isn't true. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or we don't know if it's true. Oh, we don't know if it's, it's true. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. It's just like a belief we have. Without real we, evidence. Without evidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for this one, assumptions underline the research for extra terrestrial intelligence mm-hmm. i guess we've never met an alien so we, well we haven't but maybe well, someone we haven't, has. maybe <laughs> right but i guess it's basically saying look you know we're not 100 percent sure but this is what we believe to be true mm-hmm. um for the research yeah. yeah okay and then the last one diminishing food resources diminishing yeah and what does that mean diminishing food getting resources? smaller right so that would be a paragraph about food resources becoming less and less and less. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I do think that there is a definite element of Lexis mm. involved in headings match questions. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you are a student who is struggling at the minute with headings, you've got to ask yourself very honestly, why am I finding this difficult? You know, you might say to me, you know, I understand the par- I understand the text, but I can't choose the right headings. Mm-hmm. Well, be honest. Do you understand all of the words in the headings? If you don't, that is very likely to be the reason you're not choosing the right one. Yeah. So if that is the case, start working on your Lexis, right? Go Do what I did. Go through the, the, um, the Cambridge books. Check that you understand all of the words. If you don't, look them up in the dictionary. Start keeping a list or a book mm-hmm. of new vocabulary because at the end of the day, these, I guess, you know, headings are using a lot of summary words, aren't they? Yeah, and I would expect these words that we've talked about today to reappear at some point. Assumptions. They do. And things like that, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Assumptions, questions, mm-hmm. particularly things like the cost of, mm-hmm. coincidental, mm-hmm. Um, persuade. These are words which repeat again and again and again. Yeah. Background too as well. Yeah. So become familiar with these summary words. Hey, I'm Raman from India, and this is my IELTS classroom. Hello, my name is Michael. This is my IELTS classroom. Hey, this is Khadija, and this is my IELTS classroom. 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 All right. So the last thing we're going to do then today is, you know, you definitely want to be able to understand what type of language you're looking for, right? When you read the heading, mm-hmm. you want to make sure that you actually understand the headings, that there's no Lexis. The final thing I want to recommend for anybody who is struggling still to match headings, I often think the main reason why students struggle with headings is that they are still really, they're still really trying to match keywords. And they're not really thinking, you know, they're not as they are reading really thinking, you know, what is the writer doing? What information am I being presented, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I spoke earlier about teaching at a university. We used to do a lot of reading practice with students. And the thing we used to encourage was, as I said before, interaction with a text. So, you know, for homework every week, we'd ask our students, you know, go away, read something from the week. It could be a newspaper article. It It could be anything, really, a journal article. And then... As they were reading it, in every paragraph, we used to get them, you know, for every paragraph, write a question Mm -hmm. that you are thinking as you read this paragraph, right? Now, you may think, well, what's the point? But actually, I'm sure, Nick, if you think about what you are doing as you actually read something, like every time I read a newspaper article, Mm -hmm. my brain is trying to sort of interpret it, understand it, you Mm -hmm. know, so I might be reading the beginning of an article thinking, oh, that's strange. I thought the opposite was true, right? You know, maybe I'm questioning the information I'd be giving or I might be thinking, really, why is that? Or like, you know, (laughs) what's the cause of this? Mm -hmm. So we would encourage students to, you know, as they write, read paragraphs, write questions that they're thinking, underline vocabulary they don't understand. Definitely. Write Mm -hmm. questions that they would like to know more about. You know, information, what information do you want to know that's not included Mm -hmm. in the in the reading well they're talking about i don't know this event that happens i don't know about that event so i should probably go and read more about it the point is if you really want to understand the text well you've got to start interacting with it you've got to start actually reflecting on what you're reading mm-hmm. 
and try and actually sort of think beyond just the surface of the words. Exactly, yeah. And I do think that is the, the, one of the biggest problems that our students have got. They're so focused on finding answers mm-hmm. that they're not actually really not reading. reading. deeply reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to understand it and sort of think, you know, what is the writer saying? So, um, you know, I would say, so one game that you could play, I mean, this is great if you're a teacher and if, you, if you're a student, I think you should do this on your own, is we're going to do this now, Nick, is, you know, let's imagine I'm in a minute, I'm going to give us all of the headings, mm-hmm. right? for a text and what I've noticed that I'm doing like as I look at the headings you know as we're predicting my brain can actually usually think okay is there you know as I'm reading is there a logical order I would expect these headings to appear in yeah right Mm -hmm. so you know so in general Mm -hmm. as you know if you think about you know I write a blog post every week Right. People who write, you know, academic papers or the type of reading that we read in IELTS, if you think about it, you know, if you're introducing a topic, if you're writing a topic about water, Mm -hmm. how would you often start? Like if you were writing an article, what would be a normal or a common way for somebody to start? A topic about water would probably be. Yeah. Or any topic. Like how do we usually start Some kind of introduction, some kind of problem that needs to be solved or. Yes. Usually, you know, when writers start writing articles, Mm -hmm. they usually want to give you a way to understand some context for the reading, don't they? So they often present a problem that we've got, right? You know, here's the problem. And now I'm going to explain that problem in the rest of the writing. Very often they use an example from the real world, don't they? Mm -hmm. Like they'll be like, you know, this happened. So they'll give you that gives you instant background to the to the topic. And then they'll go through, you know, a description usually of the main points. Mm-hmm. How did like articles usually end? What's a common way of ending some sort of article? Well, with some kind of conclusion or uh, opinion or solution. Yeah. Or something so it like normally that. ends mm-hmm. with like the writer's summary. Mm-hmm. Very often they look to the future. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the last paragraph of a text is often, you know, what can we expect next mm-hmm. or something like that. So, I really think, you know, one way that you could train yourself to really start understanding headings better is to have a look at the headings and just think, okay, if I am going to read a text about saving water and these are the headings, what would be the logical order that these would be presented? Mm-hmm. Yeah, can you do that yourself? Can you think of, you know, a, can you create the story in your head, right? Now, it's very unlikely that you're going to be able to actually predict the order of the headings. But my point is the more that you actually try and think about what is this text about? What information am I being given? Mm -hmm. Would I be given the cause first, the solution first? The more you do that, the easier it's going to be when you actually read to match and follow, I think. Right. So I've chosen this um, these headings, right? So this is from Cambridge Book 6, Test 4. I've gone back to Book 6 because I think most students won't have been back there, mm-hmm. right? So the title, mm-hmm. before you do this, you always want to read the title of the text because you need a context, right? So the title of the text is, it's a very interesting title, Nick, Doctoring Sales, mm-hmm. right? And there's a subheading. Pharmaceuticals is one of the most profitable industries in North America, but... Do the drugs company sales and marketing strategies go too far? Mm-hmm. So, what is this text going to be about? Um, the marketing strategies of pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. Do you have any background knowledge about pharmaceutical sales? Not really. <laughs> Do you not? No. Um, I think it's a dark, dark world. Yeah. Mm. They usually, I, from what I understand, they bribe people a lot. Mm. To try and get them. Now, I think that the heading here, doctoring sales, it's is very quite clever, interesting. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, because mm-hmm. it's got two definite meanings, hasn't mm-hmm. it? So, doctoring sales sounds like doctors who sell things, mm-hmm. but what's the other meaning of doctoring here? Um, doctoring, oh, it's, it's like copying something illegally, isn't it, or changing something illegally? Yeah, it's, it's, it's. I guess it's. Yeah, it's sort of like copying. If yeah, it's it's like a sort of it's a way of copying in a false way. Mm-hmm. So it might be you know if 
if I wanted to to show the tax man I was selling less. You doctor your, would, your income and outcome. I would doctor my sales. I would mm -hmm. make changes mm -hmm. to make it seem less or more. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely a, def a different, a very difficult double meaning mm -hmm. with this title, right? Mm -hmm. But definitely this is a reading about pharmaceutical sales, right? Doctors and drugs companies their marketing strategies, mm -hmm. all right? So I encourage you at home to play this game with us, all right? Go to our blog post where you can see these headings um, and just try in your head to think, okay, if you are going to be reading an article about these marketing strategies, which paragraph would you expect to read first? What is the story you can imagine being told to you through just, the understanding of the headings alone. So, Nick, I'm going to ask you to do that. Mm. Okay, I'm going to read the headings for anybody who doesn't have access to our um, website at the minute, although that would be strange because, you know, you're probably on a computer. <laughs> so you could just go there. All right, so heading one, not all doctors are persuaded. Number two, choosing the best offers. Number three, who is responsible for the increase in promotions? Number four, fighting the drug companies. Number five, an example of what doctors expect from drug companies. Number six, gifts include financial incentives. Seven, research shows that promotion works. Eight, the high cost of research. Nine, the positive side of drugs promotion. And ten, who really pays for doctors' gifts? So I pause the listening now, think about it. If you were going to create some kind of article with these headings, what order would you logically put them in? Which one do you think would be a good place to start? Where do you think it's going to end? What can you imagine, like the logic being of the arguments in the middle? Okay, really think about this. I think it's a really beneficial thing to do. All right, so pause the video. Pause the video. Uh, it's from my uh, video <laughs> course. Pause the podcast and come back in a couple of minutes. And Nick and I will tell you the stories that we have created in our heads. My all right, so you don't have to use all the headings. The idea is just for you to sort of try to imagine what could the story be, basically. So, Nick, what, what have you have you used them all? I have, but I probably won't talk about them all. Okay, so what would you, what, what, now remember, there's no right or wrong answer for this. We're just trying to like use the headings to imagine what we think the story could be. So what do you think would be the logical order then? Well, I think Give us your it's lo quite logic. tricky actually. It's harder than I expected it would be. I think mm -hmm. number nine is going to be first. I think it's going to start off as a positive article uh -huh. about how promoting drugs can be beneficial. And yeah. I think it'll move through the different stages and it'll it'll be very positive at the beginning and it'll say you know who is responsible and it'll say how promotion works okay so wait you so you're going to say it's be the positive sides of drug promotion first mm -hmm. then it's going to be like who's responsible for the increase yeah in, which makes sense right promotions. so like mm -hmm. yeah and then and then seven to show that research shows that promotion works. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're going all positives at the beginning. Yeah, and then I'm, yeah. and as it goes through the article, it's going to change and it's going to be like not all doctors are persuaded. Who So that will be that will be the change mm -hmm. paragraph where we start looking at the negatives, Who yeah. Who really pays for doctors free gifts? Cuz I would say that would be a negative, wouldn't yep. it? It sounds like who really pays makes it sound like it's the patients probably. Mm -hmm. And it's going to mm -hmm. end with fighting the drug companies at the end. Oh, nice. That's just Brilliant. my impression. But this is the point, though, Nick. The point is that we don't care what the truth is. The point <laughs> is you are actually trying to imagine what it could be. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Mine is completely different. Oh, really? Yeah, but listening to yours, I am persuaded. <laughs> <laughs> Mine would be, because I think they often start with an example, right? Mm. So I would say an example of what doctors expect okay. from drug companies, mm -hmm. purely because they usually like examples of the beginning. Yeah. Then I think it would be, I agree with you. Something at the beginning that talks about the positives of promotion. Mm -hmm. I've chosen, though, the research element. So research shows that promotion works. So they're going to talk about, you know, this is the reason why they make these promotions. Then I thought, though, we could maybe move to the financial incentives. So gifts include financial incentives. So start to 
move towards the negative mm-hmm. and then say, as you said, not all doctors are persuaded yeah. because it's money. And I also finish with who pays for doctor's gifts, who really pays for doctor's gifts. At the end, yeah. Mm-hmm. So both of us have understood that probably the, the, the heading, if it's used, mm-hmm. not all doctors are persuaded would be the, the, the what is it called, like the hinge or the... Which, where the article changes direction. Changes direction from positive to negative. Mm-hmm. We both also finish with who really pays for doctor's free gifts because mm-hmm. that would be maybe like the way to summarise at the end. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I finished the fight in the drug companies at the end. Uh, you went mm-hmm. on the one ne- yeah. in the next but stage, I, right? I agree so... that that one's going to be very close to the end yeah. as they sort of explain everything. Mm-hmm. So the point of doing this, right, I understand that you're going to say, well, I don't have time to do that mm-hmm. in the test. Of course you don't. Mm-hmm. Right? But I'm not trying to show you what to do in the test. I'm trying to show you how to start actually interacting with the text, seeing that the summaries of the headings actually, in a way, tell a, a, a short version of the story, mm-hmm. right? And by doing things like this, you're actually going to start analysing what you're reading and thinking clearly. Now, what is the answer? Well, I'm going to put this mm-hmm. on our website and you can now, I think it's a great idea, if you have played this game at home, you go now and read the text. Does it match what you predicted? Does it match what I predicted, what Nick predicted? But more importantly, having done this, was it easier now to actually find the headings than you usually do? All right, so I'm going to put that with the answers on our website. Nick, I'll show you the answers in a minute. <laughs> okay. Um, now, there are some, you know, that this is a great practice. Now, there are some headings match questions. Those questions were from section one. Some of the, some of the headings from section three, mm-hmm. right? So this is one now, you know, let's look at these headings. Courses that require a high level of, you know, the text is called what's the purpose of gaining knowledge, right? The headings now... Courses that require a high level of commitment. A course title with two meanings. The equal importance of two key issues. Applying a theory in an unexpected context. The financial benefits of studying. A surprising course title. Different names for different outcomes. The possibility of attracting the wrong kind of student. Could you, Nick, put those headings now Mm. into a logical order to tell a story? I think it's much more difficult. I think it would be almost impossible, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Because these headings now, I think for this text, they are much more philosophical. Mm-hmm. They're much more abstract, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So you can't play the order game for every type of headings. It needs to be the type of text where the headings kind of like um, give us the outline of the text. Some headings, particularly from part three, are much more complicated. They're much more abstract. And for these headings, you're going to have to dig even deeper still. Mm -hmm. But I would say, you know, before you can attempt these really difficult philosophical headings, you've got to be able to understand the basics. And the basics is really thinking about what the writer is doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What type of language are they using? Uh, Is it a reason? Is it an advantage? Make sure you understand all of the headings. Um, so there's no vocabulary you don't know and start analyzing what you are reading you've got to go to that next deeper level okay okay that was better than i thought it was going to be i thought it was going to be difficult doing this on a podcast but i think we've done it okay there everything's very clear some good good some good techniques definitely stuff i've never thought about before as well to be honest exactly right so we try to go to that next level hopefully you know for some of you um this will maybe help you move to the next level. If you're already doing the basics, if you're already predicting, if you're already reading the whole paragraph, but you can't find the answer, I hope there is something here today that will help you go to that next level. Mm-hmm. But that is it. Next week, I don't know what we're going to do next week yet. It's a surprise. It's going to be a surprise. But yeah, Hope everyone have a lovely week and we will be back next Tuesday with a new episode of My IELTS Class. Bye-bye. Bye. My IELTS Classroom Podcast is a production of My IELTS Classroom Limited. 
Nick and I do not represent IELTS and everything you heard in this episode is our own personal opinion. You can find the show notes and transcript for this episode on our blog. That's blog.myieltsclassroom.com. And if you're looking for our video courses, speaking lessons and marking service, you can find that at www.myieltsclassroom.com. If you have a question or query or just want to chat, you can email Nick and I at hello at myieltsclassroom.com. Our theme music is by Heartbeat and our artwork is produced by David Brown. Have a great week, study hard and remember... This is my IELTS classroom. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.